You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Real Presence Live at the Pius XII Newman Center in Brookings, South Dakota. So we just got back from a break. Hopefully that break was long enough for you to toss up a couple Hail Marys for <laughs> Focus Missionaries. Uh, I'm Teresa Curley, and I'm here with Dylan Reinhardt. Yeah, thanks again for having me here this morning, Teresa. Um, really excited this morning. The Holy Spirit is moving. It's a good time. Um, and right now we have Avery Starr, one of the students here who is a sophomore at SDSU and is very involved in the Newman Center and out on campus with us. Um, welcome, Avery. Thank you. Yeah. So, Avery, tell us a little bit about yourself as we jump into this. Who are you? Where do you come from? Um, yeah, what do you want to let us know about yourself? All right. So, my name is Avery Starr. I'm a journalism major here at SDSU mm. with minors in psychology, social and digital media, mm. advertising, and professional writing. Wow. Uh, I'm from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Ha- family of, right now, seven. Mm. I have two younger sisters, and then my family's fostering four other kids right now. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And you graduated from? O'Gorman High School. O'Gorman High School. Oh, yeah. Solid. (laughs) Nice. Um, Yeah, thanks, Avery. So I'm going to jump right into it, man. Um, I know you pretty well. We've worked together the past couple years. I'm the guy that gives you your haircuts, all that fun (laughs) stuff. Um, But I want to hear it from you, and I want people to hear it from you. In what ways are you involved on campus and the Newman Center? Um, What kind of things do you do out there on campus and within this community? Right. So as a journalism student, I write for the school paper occasionally. Mm -hmm. And then here at the Newman Center, I am an executive on our Knights Council. I'm the, our recorder. Nice. And I run the social media for Jacks for Life, mm. which is a school club, but run mainly by Newman people. And then I was the only one who was trained to make the posters. <laughs> so I make posters for both of those clubs for swing dances, breakfast, all of our fundraising mm. for that. Mm. That's awesome. I do discipleship, as you were saying. I yeah. stepped up. So meet with you weekly yeah. and my discipler, my roommate, Mason. Mm. Um, I'm working with Focus 153. What is Focus 153? Oh, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a subset of Focus. Focus has different categories. Focus Greek, focusing on Greek-like. Fo- focus varsity on athletes. This one is, comes from the Gospel of John where after Jesus rose and is with the disciples and tells them to turn over the nets, Mm. they catch 153 fish. And in St. Jerome's commentary on the gospel, he talks about how that was the number of fish known to be in Mm. that ocean at the time. Mm. So they caught all the fish. And it's fulfilling Christ's great commission of making disciples of all nations, Mm. baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So it's going out and specifically discipling and like evangelizing making sure like everyone gets Mm. to hear the gospel and like specifically going to people that have been rejected from the preaching of it before so um i'm joined the black student alliance here at sdsu this semester and i'm trying to get bible study going with them and then also with that Focus 153 has resources on talking about race relations mm. that I'm trying to get started here on this campus. 
Tomorrow, we're watching a movie over in our student union, Just Mercy, that talks about yeah. some of these things. And then we'll be doing, on Sundays for the next month, discussions based on the USCCB's document, Open Wide Our Hearts, that talks about race relations. And trying to just get really difficult, but really fruitful conversations mm. going here. Mm. Amen. Yeah, pray for us. We're going to be out on campus uh, in the union tabling trying to invite people right after this show gets done at 11. So that's a fun time. Uh, thanks for sharing, Avery. I want to know, being involved in so much, like what you rattled off, that's a lot to be involved in, <laughs> right? And you've only got 24 hours in a day. I want to know what it's like to balance your time in terms of prayer, in terms of being involved on campus and all these different clubs, being an executive member of Knights in Columbus. Um, how do you balance your time and not tend on the side of like over busyness? Um, the Lord has blessed me with a very easy major. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Compared to... Like my roommates who are engineers who have to spend five mm. hours a day studying for an exam mm. the next day. I learned mean, median, and mode in my classes <laughs> this semester. So, <laughs> yeah. Like a lot of what I learn here is like just hands-on stuff and mm. actually doing it. Mm. A little bit of studying, but most of it is just like doing stuff in labs and stuff. Yeah. Which does give me a lot of free time. I do have to be intentional with how I spend it. Mm. trying to get a holy hour in in the morning and then yeah doing all this stuff i also meet with two guys for discipleship mm. like two guys from the bible study lead, yeah as you were saying like stepped up yeah but like yeah just the lord like giving me consolation and all the fruit that comes from it mm. and like giving me the motivation to keep going yeah, it's probably been the biggest thing. Like I can't do any of it without. Him. Amen. Amen. And I know we had talked a couple weeks back. I know you'd come to me and you're pretty frazzled, kind of stressed, overwhelmed and everything. Um, yeah. Can you give me just some insight into what was going on to and give the viewers or the listeners some insight of like how you were trying to earn God's love by doing the things? Yeah. So I stepped in to discipleship after the C conference last year when I've always been, like, serious about the faith, but, like, actually, like, meeting the person of Jesus mm. through Eucharistic Adoration last year, like, and completely yes, yeah. like, surrendering everything. But over the past year, saying yes to everything, and especially at the beginning of this semester, I was fed the lie that I had to mm. do all these things. I had to say yes to everything that came my way. <laughs> Otherwise... God would just be disappointed mm. and I'd be a burden on him mm. and everyone else. Uh, at this past C conference, we heard a talk from Father Josh Johnson where he discussed like in prayer, like letting Jesus come into our house and cleaning up everything else so mm. that way he doesn't have to go into that one dark room. Mm. <laughs> and through that's what discipleship in a way turned into me earlier mm. this year where I was just cleaning everything up, doing everything. And yeah, like, Sane was, I allowed Sane to, like, turn, like, all this good stuff I was doing, like, and it wasn't out of love. Mm. And that just, yeah, like, really just stressed me out. Mm. 
Amen. Sounds like you're trying to do it on your own power. And yeah. Not on <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thanks for sharing that, Avery. Uh, we'll come back around after the break that we're going to have a little bit later, and we'll talk a little bit more about your experience with focus. Um, but I do want to touch on one question. I know you've had a lot of hardship in your life that is very particular to you, to your situation. Um, so I'd like to know, like, in what ways in your life have you overcome hardship? And I'd like to touch and kind of direct that towards, like, cerebral palsy and stuff that's went on with that. Yeah, so when I was around one and a half, two, I was diagnosed with cerebral palsy. Mm. So there's scarring on my brain that affects my whole nervous system. Yeah. Um, when I was first diagnosed, my parents were told by the time I was a freshman in high school... I won't be able to walk. Mm. Mm. I'm a sophomore, and I can. In college. Yeah. In college. Yeah. So, wow. God is good. Amen, <laughs> Amen brother. Uh, awesome. Yeah, but going through a lot of, like, painful operations in high school, mm. being, like, always, I always perceived as being seen as other because of this. Mm. Because, like, I walk with a limp because I like, can't do a lot of the stuff other people can naturally. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like, going through that, um, when I was a kid, I was always a fan of the TV show American Ninja Warrior, mm. just because of what they could do physically yeah, and stuff that I didn't think I'd be able to do. But in high school, they opened up a gym in Sioux Falls that I got became really good friends with the owner of and started working out there mm. and found out that, like, upper body-wise, like, I can do a lot of the stuff. Yeah. Um, my balance and stuff is still a struggle, but like if I can like grab a hold of something to climb on, like I'm set. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. I've witnessed it. We went rock climbing last year and he's like, Dylan, I'm not a big fan of like the actual climbing wall. It's hard for my legs. And then he gets on like a bouldering section, which is without a harness and you're just kind of free climbing. Oh wow. And he does something that nobody else could do with hands, like our hands and our feet. He just does it with his arms. And we're sitting there like, dude, like what just happened? This is so crazy. So it has been pretty cool. And I've, I've seen that as like a testament. I can give testament to that of like, yeah, you do overcome that and you don't let it pin you down and it's really inspiring and cool to see and like you wanting to invite other people into your passion of an American Ninja Warrior not only because you think it's fun but you want to invite them into your life into those struggles that you've had and like share the joy of the fact that like yeah you weren't supposed to be walking according to the doctor as of six years ago Mm. right that's profound that's profound that's beautiful thank you for sharing Avery Um, is there anything else within that that you'd like to share is that no. about it? Yeah. yeah. Solid. <laughs> solid. Solid. Um, how does that translate and how does that come into the the way that you partake in mission? Like that overcoming hardships, how does that translate into how you enter into mission on campus? Um, I think just always being seen as like different, mm. I think is good because like, I can just, like, not have to worry so much as being Mm. perceived as different. Like, Mm. I've had my whole life of walking differently. I was the only person of color at my school Mm. and was, like, that was something that, like, I had to deal with and, like, was seen as different then. So when I'm, like, trying to, like, show people the gospel, like, I'm okay with being seen as different. Mm. Like, it's still scary, but, like, I know. Yeah. Like, I've had experience being 
like different than people and mm. facing rejection. Mm. That's profound. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any questions, Teresa? Yeah, I guess um, just like your healing coming, like working with focus, like how how has being in discipleship with focus like really is? Yeah. That's kind of a loaded question. So we have like just a minute until the break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll talk about this with my experiences with the two Sikhs, but like actually like knowing God's love. Mm. Like I was like into my faith from a very young age. Like I loved like learning about it. I loved like the tradition. I loved praying, even though I didn't like know how to, (laughs) (laughs) but like I loved going to mass. Like I would go to daily mass during the summers in like elementary school, Hmm. just like walk over, but like actually like experiencing God's love, like from the heart, like laying God in, as I was talking before, like letting Jesus into those dark rooms Mm in my life and like letting him like love me in there is probably one of the biggest fruits I've gotten from mm. discipleship and like knowing how to navigate that. And then, yeah, trying to lead others in that too. Amen. And that's really the heart of it. Like that's yeah. all it is. Accepting mm. God's love. Letting him love you. That's, Wait, it's that that's easy. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with more with Avery Starr at the Newman Center in Brookings. Mm. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through plan giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these plan gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet our customers' production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Teresa Curley. And I'm Dylan Reinhardt. And we're here from the Newman Center in Brookings, South Dakota. And we've been talking to Avery Starr just about his journey, his life journey pretty much, and what he's doing with Focus with the discipleship group. So thanks so much for coming on with us, Avery. Yeah, thanks again, Avery, for making yourself available this morning. I know it's a Friday, and it's cold, and it's windy, um, but we were just talking about you overcoming hardship with cerebral palsy, um, just touched on how being a part of Focus Discipleship has played into um, healing in that, not necessarily full out physically, but a lot of spiritual and mental healing there. Um, so I'd like to dive deeper into that and ask about like what that experience has been. I know the SEEK conference through Focus has had a profound impact the past two years on you. You said discipleship as well, Bible study as well. Um, so let's go a little bit deeper. Let's talk about SEEK. Uh, what were those encounters like? How did that lead towards healing? Yeah, so I went on the SEEK conference last year when our diocese had it down Sioux Falls. Mm. Um, and I've been on conferences, retreats like that before. But going into it, like I was just at the place in my spiritual life where like I was just doing the things. Like I was just, I knew, oh, I got to go Mass on Sunday. I mm. got to like say prayers to say prayers. And I was hanging around the Newman a lot just because it was a place to hang out with mm. COVID on campus. Yep. Like, I found friendship here. I found people that were cool to hang out with. So I would just hang around here. And I was also in your Bible study, mm. just because I was told I should. <laughs> like, it was... Best answer. It yep. was cool. It was fruitful. But, like, I was just told by some friends, like, join a Bible study right away. And yeah. you seemed cool. So I... <laughs> and then his brownie talked, points. Until I talked about essential oils the first yeah. time. I'm not sure about this, man. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, and then you invited me, and then I also got a text from Mason, mm. who's now my discipler, who I didn't know super well at the time, yeah. inviting me to it. And I mainly went because all my friends were at the Newman, mm. and they were all going, so I just would have been <laughs> bored <laughs> this weekend. But I went into it with the mentality originally of like it's called seek but like i found like i was raised in the faith like i know Mm. i know it all Mm. like very prideful (laughs) being like i i know the church i guess (laughs) (laughs) and like going into it like yeah like i realized just how much like i need healing especially Mm. the first one um so i was adopted from like, before I was born, like, my parents, like, were, knew they were going to be adopting me. And then they officially adopted me hmm. six months later. And that was always something, like, I knew, but that hmm. was never something, I just thought that, oh, that's the way it is. Hmm. And that's cool. But, like, realizing, especially at Seek last year, like, the Lord opening me up to, like, realizing that, like, that there was disorder there, hmm. that, like there was sin that like was a result of that and like something that like i've been like trying to push off the past few months Mm. going into that conference but then in prayer like when the eucharist was exposed during adoration just like the lord like fully revealing to me like that like what happened like there was brokenness, but, mm. like, the healing he wants for me. Mm. 
like in all the small groups to like talking about like masculinity, femininity, mm-hmm. motherhood, fatherhood, like showing me how much the Lord loved me to bless me with the family I have, mm. with the family that raised me in like the church to know him yeah. in such a real way. Um, I went to prayer teams and you got to pray over me, Dylan, which was a big blessing. Mm. And then, yeah, like just like in that moment, like actually realizing like Jesus right from me, how much he loves me. Like I've, that wasn't like my first time in adoration. But that was my first time, like, actually, like, praying to wow. Jesus, like, there. <laughs> and, yeah, like, after that, like, I, like, tried to, like, surrender everything. Like, gave everything up. Mm. Like, I spoke to you about do- drawing discipleship a few weeks after. Yep. Because, yeah, like, I recognize the same thing as you said. Like, joining mission, because, like, once you realize it's true, like, there's nothing else <laughs> you can do, really. Nothing can stop it. <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> Realizing that, like, yeah, like, if he loved me this much, he has to love everyone else this mm. much. And it's, like, devastatingly sad that they don't know it. Amen. So, like, I joined discipleship. And, yeah, like, gave up my su- the summer this past year serving Lumen Christi mm. as a missionary, which was very fruitful. And then, yeah, coming back to campus, like, hitting the ground running, trying to do all these things. And then, yeah, like this past semester, as I said, like realizing that I somehow wasn't doing these things out of love, Mm. that I was doing them out of obligation. And again, like I went into the C conference, again, prideful, again, like (laughs) being like, I'll go, but like the Lord... Bless me last year, so I don't get lucky two years in a row. Like I was, yeah, I was excited f- to like witness everyone else. Mm. Like, and I was excited to be with everyone else. Like, especially for like the men I was discipling, I was excited that both of them were going. Mm. But again, like I wasn't expecting to get anything much out of it. I was like, yeah. the talks will be cool, and they they were <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah. But then, yeah, like, going into it, like, that first talk was that Father Josh talked, talk that I spoke about earlier of, like, letting Jesus into that dark room. Mm. And I was like, dang. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Not there, Jesus, please. <laughs> yeah, like, I just felt called out the whole weekend. <laughs> mm. um, when, after... The next day, we had a talk from Sister Miriam, who's, like, a blessing to the church with, like, how well she's able to, like, articulate wounds and, like, pray for healing. But, yeah, like, she just prayed over us and, like, invited us into prayer into, like, the one spot that, like, we didn't want Jesus in, Mm. which, like, wasn't, it wasn't hard to find. Yeah. Like, (laughs) the spots that, like... That the wounds that like, I thought were healed, that I really just put a band-aid over. Mm. <laughs> and then in adoration, again like taking that band-aid off, letting Jesus like love me even though I was bleeding out. Mm. Like, dang it again. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, like recognizing that like 
healing and like forgiveness is like a process mm. that I'm still going through. Mm. Like being vulnerable enough to admit to myself and to God that like I still need healing in that way. Yeah. That I'm not that I don't have everything figured out and that I don't need to mm. has probably been the biggest thing I've realized over this past week. Mm. That's really cool. Thank you for sharing that, Avery. Yeah. Um, it makes me think of, so earlier this week on Tuesday, I went to an anointing mass or a healing mass, and something that was in the homily that the priest said was, you know, we won't have perfect health while we're still here on earth. Like, if we want perfect, perfect health, that's what heaven is, right? Huh. So we'd have, to, we'd have to die and go to heaven. But in reality, like, that healing while here on earth is that process. Like, an ever-going process until the day that we die you know, which is really cool. And how old are you? 19. And you're figuring that out at 19 <laughs> years old. Like, get out, man. That's crazy. That's so cool. Um, yeah, thank you for sharing that, Avery. That is pretty profound. And it's really cool to hear, too, like you had that fire at the very beginning of that conversion at Seek last year, you know. You're like, oh, I'm going to do this for Jesus. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. And just that necessity to continually, like, go into the Lord with an honest heart and check, say, Lord, am I doing this out of love for souls and out of love for you? Or am I doing this trying to earn your love? <laughs> Which is a really cool thing, you know. And, like, we hear about in the Gospels, you know, it's like, it's what comes from the inside, that defiles, not what's coming in from the outside, you know, um, which is really cool to see. So as we're wrapping down, is there anything that you would tell college students, high school transitioning to college students as they come from, you know, Catholic background into college, any advice that you would give them on getting involved on campus? I think just letting yourself be known. Mm. Like, like the fruit of like Bible study is like having like that fraternity that well in like my yeah. case brotherhood yeah. of like people that like actually know you and like especially letting yourself be known in prayer. Like actually like go and like spend time in silence with the Lord. Because mm. like this is the time where like we're figuring stuff out the most. This is the time where the world is telling us what to be. But to like actually like learn what we're supposed to be, not, like, from, like, a book, because there are plenty of good books in the church, but, like, actually, like, asking God what he made you for and, like, mm. responding to that just, like, mm. requires, like, silence and vulnerability in prayer. Amen. It's like those questions, who am I and who are you, God? Yeah. That's so cool. Thank you for sharing that, Avery. Really appreciate it. That's awesome. I needed to hear a lot of what you just shared, so <laughs> that was meant for me. <laughs> and hopefully... Some, some others of the listeners. So Amen. thank you for sharing. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to continue the theme of encounter. I think that's mm. kind of the theme that's coming Amen. up is really encountering. And we're going to see how a missionary group does that in Denver. So stay with us over the break. We will be right back with more Real Presence Live. Mm. 